On the Fuel Pod with episode 30, season 2, episode 10, The Magic Carpet Ride. The Magic Carpet Ride. Yeah. I like it. I love the song, too. And it's perfectly fitting. So, Jay, we made a decision. It's Most people don't even know we made this decision. A couple of weeks ago, three, four, five weeks ago, that we were going to do something different with this podcast. Right. We decided that there's enough NASCAR podcasts in the world. Right. That there's enough... NASCAR information out there that's right. easily consumable, and we were going to focus on Formula One and other kinds of of motorsports because you don't even like NASCAR all that much. I don't. So, to my surprise, I got my rundown today. Oh, good. And I don't know if anybody can see this. Can you see this? That's that's one page. Uh, it's a page and a half. See that? All NASCAR. What is going on? Why are we le- we're leading the show with NASCAR? We're talking NASCAR today, Jay. Okay, technically, I mean, yes. Technically, we're going to talk about one guy in NASCAR. What did Kyle Busch did? Kyle Busch retire? Yes. Oh, yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> Who are we uh, talking about? Uh, we're going to be talking about Ross Chastain, the watermelon man, the unofficially official driver of the podcast. Yeah, it's a whole different world than it was five days ago. <laughs> we just talked about that last no, night. Like it. Um, we're going to talk. We are going to talk about the Mexican GP. Um, we might or might not have some news from the paddock. Who knows? And then we're going to talk about fans. Okay. And specifically, fans that attend races, and more specifically, fans that have. Um, higher level access and what that means. Okay. That's going to be our discussion point well, today. It's cool because I've actually gotten some media passes at NASCAR, so I can talk a little bit yeah, about that. I absolutely. didn't even know that was on here, so that's kind of cool. And I thought it'd be a unique topic. You don't hear a lot of people talk about that, but it, it definitely came up this weekend in Mexico, and it, I think it needs to be addressed. Um, okay, so I was wondering. I did read through the rundown, and you said something about Hamilton incident, and it was Lando comments, and I Googled it and couldn't find anything, so I was really excited to hear you talk about it. Okay. So, all right, let's start with the Watermelon Man and his magic carpet ride of greatness it was straight out of uh nascar heat 2002 oh yeah easy. It, was, it was fantastic so i want to i want to give a disclaimer first off um you know we've talked about this many times on this show you and i've talked about it either watching racing or standing around with friends talking about it yeah should never have to wreck somebody to win a race. Your, okay? your thing was, if you have to wreck someone to win, you weren't fast enough to pass them. You're not as good as they were. Right. Yep. Um, so there are a lot of unwritten rules in racing. Now, you know, if you're at a demolition derby or you're at, you know, something where the status quo is hitting another car, then I understand that. But um, hitting other drivers. So I, I need to be clear before we get into what we're talking about, because this could hit a crazy gray area. Um but you also got to add in, and you made this point this week when you equated it to football, when it's, you know, fourth and one. Okay. You know, and you're down by five points, you're going to go for it, right? And you're on your – it doesn't matter which side of the field you're Absolutely. on at that point, you're going to go for it. And, you know, you hope you don't do something stupid like, you know, you're fourth and one – or fourth and goal from the half-yard line, and you've got a running back that's been averaging five yards a carry for the whole game, and then you decide to pass it, and it gets intercepted. Yep. And then the Patriots win again. I'm listening. I'm actually a huge fan of that. But Pete Carroll, that was just complete hubris that day. Anyway. It was. Just running with Marshawn Lynch. So that being said, I'm still all for honorable racing. I'm still all for the unwritten rules of racing. Okay. And I'm all about what it takes in moments of desperation to get it done. Um, So that part I get. Now, with that being said, everything I'm about to say is 100% accurate. Can I get my hot chocolate? Yes. I got my fire. But also, it's 100% untrue. Yeah. Except that it's all absolutely true. Okay. Chad, if you will, allow me to set the scene. I love this. Denny Hamlin is starting his final lap in the number 11 fed-up car, resting comfortably in fifth place, which is where he needs to be because what was at the top... This is the transition for yeah, the championship race. This is the transition for the championship race, and he's sitting in the final spot. So he's got those championship homes. They're just beating on his chest, warming his heart up. And he's like, man, I got this. It's the final lap, and it's just going to be status quo. 
Meanwhile, the watermelon man, Ross Chastain, he's in 10th place. He's got no chance, dude. I mean, the man's got no chance. So he calls out to his crew chief because, you know, he's sure his crew chief's going to say, dude, we did the best we could. It's over. We made a good run. But that's not what his crew chief says. So his crew chief gets in the headphones, and he's like, man, you got to stop thinking NASCAR and start thinking PlayStation. I mean, he didn't say any of that, but it was that was loosely paraphrased. But that's basically what he told him because he needed to make up five spots in one lap. At Martinsville. At Martinsville, which I'm pretty sure your kids could run a lap at Martinsville pretty fast. Yeah. So it's a really short check. Um, Chad, I got to tell you, many a man would have buckled in this situation. A lot of men would have just buckled, but not this guy. Not this guy. No. Not the watermelon man. He cracks his helmet off, puts his AirPods in, gets on his Spotify playlist and tunes up Danzig, the song Mother. He cranks it up to 11. Because I tell you what, if you ever watch that replay with that song hitting right about the time he starts his maneuver, it's absolutely perfect. And he takes off. So Denny's coming out of turn four, no worries. And folks, this is turn four. This is of a it. short track. Of a short track. Very short track. And he's got to be thinking, this is it. I got this, man. Until out of his rearview mirror, he sees the number one clap house racing car. Ripping off the walls at full tilt and some kind of need for speed, hot pursuit, wall riding maneuver, right? So he's got that left analog stick firmly planted in the wall and his R2 trigger down. And he's shredding through the field while he's also shredding the entire right side of his car. Pretty sure there were some parts flying off that he probably was going to need for next week. And then he can only watch in horror as this car comes past four other cars nearing the start finish. And then his nightmare had only just begun, really, because then Chastain bumps the car in front of him. And just before Denny crosses the start finish line, Chastain inches right, slides right in there and crosses the line and takes the checkers. Denny's out. I mean, he's out, man. Now, we were both. I was rough on Chastain towards the middle of the season a little bit more than you were. Yeah. And then you kind of joined the party because he was doing some dumb stuff. He was. He was doing some dumb stuff. And then I watched this this weekend, and my immediate thought was Dumb and Dumber, the movie Dumb and Dumber, and Jeff Daniels because he's one of my favorite actors. When he looked at Lloyd and he said, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself, man. <laughs> so, you know, it, the Martinsville went nuts. I mean, there was fire and brimstone and human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. And now he holds the Martinsville single lap record. By like a second. And I seriously think, yes. <laughs> he like didn't a, just beat it. Yes. He destroyed it. He murdered it. Right. So I think they should take that whole section of wall that he rode and put a gigantic watermelon print. Absolutely. That car has to go in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. It has to. Has to go. Yeah. So my favorite part about all of this, I've got a lot to say about this. Okay. Not a whole lot, but I got a little bit. My favorite part about all of this is every driver was like, holy crap. Every one of them. Did you listen to all the onboard audio? Yeah. And they were amazing. All of them were like, I can't believe he did that. I've never seen anything like that. It was the most, man, this is maybe hyperbole. I don't know. Yeah. I think it might be the most amazing racing move I've ever seen. I'm fairly positive because he didn't wreck anyone. Right. He didn't bump anyone until the very end, and he barely bumped that guy, and he was already through the finish line, so that didn't even – he did – what it took to win. And that was the craziest, most amazing thing I think I've ever seen in a NASCAR race or any race, maybe any race, period. Okay. It was so awesome to go back and watch. I bet I watched that video 20 times. It you know, was awesome. I, I don't, I was listening to those onboards though, and I, there's another movie, there's a line in another, and I couldn't remember the movie. But Tell me the one, line. Maybe one, I guy got it. Go, one guy goes, Man, you ever seen anything like that? And then the other guy's like, "Man, I never even heard of anything like that." <laughs> so, anyway, that I thought was, of that too. It was so cool, man. Yeah, it was so cool. It was just, I mean, like, it was so cool to see. Yeah, and I know I'm going to say the same thing because I'm still just kind of like, you can't articulate what that looked like, right? And what's going through his head to think of that going down the back stretch and like, you know what? I'm going to lay it all out. This is all I got. This is the only move that's going to work. And hammers it down on the wall. 
Well, you know, and the other part too is it was such a good move that it was hours after the race before people started processing what he did. Yeah. Because for two hours after the race, at least, it was still, can you believe that? God, I've never even seen anything like that before. And that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I also think of what's his name from Top Gun leaning down to Mav when they're in the shack going over their maneuvers that day. And he's like, man, that's the gutsiest move I've ever seen, man. It's, you know, the best part of the entire thing is, is, if anybody out there listening doesn't realize, Hamlin and Chastain don't like each other. No. They've been at it all year. Yeah. And for him to pass him by about a nose and be the one that knocks him out of the championship on that move was just, it, it may have been my favorite thing ever. I will be a Ross Chastain fan now forever. Did you that hear? That was so awesome. Did you hear him, Hamlin's line? When, no. He just said, I, the, did, was it something like we just got knocked out by that? or what? I, mean, I, that, the, I guess we just lost this thing. So, yeah. yeah. And it was it, right? That was I mean, it. like it was just like, oh, oh, wow. You know, I mean, and they're hot off of a bunch of fresh news this week because, you know, Bubba Wallace is leaving. I forgot who it was that's taking over that car. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Bubba Wallace is leaving. Um, well, he's not going to be in the in the whatever car he's twenty three car. Yeah, I think somebody else is taking that car next year. Don't quote me on that. Wow. Somebody breaking is, news. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We have been not covering a whole lot of NASCAR, so I haven't really paid attention. I watch the races when I can and. My life's been crazy lately. I haven't got to watch any races. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, racing 30 on F1 TV, but wow. Okay. All right. But anyway, I don't want to get off topic because we still got a lot to lot to process on this Ross Chastain. So a lot of discussion on what NASCAR is going to ultimately do. And they're not going to penalize him. He didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't do anything wrong. And it's important because of my disclaimer at the beginning that he didn't hit anybody else. He didn't touch anyone. I mean, he tapped a guy at the end, but that was nothing out of the norm. And it had nothing to do with right. the race. And it was like a The race draft. was over yeah. at that point. So, um, you know, but there's a lot of guys, and for the record, they disclaimered themselves by saying, first off, I thought what he did was the coolest thing. I'd never seen anything like that. I just think it's going to be a once and done. Yeah. I think NASCAR is going to outlaw that maneuver because if not, everybody will try that maneuver at the end of every race if they can. But who all can pull it off? There's not a whole lot of people that'll do that. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Kyle Bush isn't going to do that. Uh, I, you know what, dude? Maybe I'm wrong here. Yeah. If you're at the, you got to win to get in. I mean, and you're in second place. Yeah, but nobody's done it in years and years. I mean, or ever. I think everybody, nobody had the uh, huevos to do that. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. I think nobody, first off, you have to have the no ego. Yeah. Because you have to be able to say, I don't care what you think. And a lot of those guys... Let go and let God. <laughs> a lot of those guys care what you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? They care what their fans think. They care what their peers think. They want to be looked at as the higher higher class, higher standard driver, the best. Ross Testain doesn't care, and he's racing for the championship next weekend. Yeah. Because he doesn't care what anybody else thinks, which I like. I do. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be a rash of that or not. Yeah. And you got to realize the, the sheer amount of luck that, that went into that because any little hanger of concrete or whatever that he would have potentially hit would have sent him off the wall and into the crowd. I'm mean, not the crowd, but the other the drivers. Cars, yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that, yeah, it was cool, but dude, there's no way that car can be used. Oh no. The frame's got to be bent. The suspension's got to be gone. It's got to go to the Obviously hall. Obviously the whole, yeah, just, just put it in it. a, put in a car hauler and send it to the hall. Yeah. And go, Hey, this was the car that did the, Wall ride of 2022. The best move ever. Yeah. And and by the way, Ross Chastain's afterwards was so pure and just, he was just, all he kept saying was, holy cow. I can't <laughs> believe that worked. Holy cow. I mean, like, how do you not like that dude? Yeah. You have to like that guy. You I, just, I watched the guy filming it on his phone and yeah. he has a YouTube video, I think, of his girlfriend filming him filming it. But you see it happen and I didn't even care about him or yeah. his video. I'm watching everybody around him and they're all just going... Yeah, just hand on head. And, just, and he, the car's already gone. It's already passed, and they're all still looking at the wall he was on going. Like, your brain takes a second yeah. to like process what just happened. Right. Like, what did he just do? What Did, did, did that work? Did he get in? You yeah. know, like, I mean, oh, it's so cool, man. What a, what a really, really, really cool, a really cool thing. So who else is in this thing with him now next weekend? Because I don't know. Dude, I don't have a clue. Let's look it up while we're talking. Start I know talking. who's not. I know who's Denny not. Hamlin. Start. Keep talking, and I'll, well, I'll look it up. Okay. I didn't, so I didn't look. not everybody, 
and I, I'm going all girlfriend right here. Not everybody liked the Ross Chastain wall ride move. And you're going to fire me up here. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, Kyle Larson. Okay, hold on real quickly. Joey Logano, Christopher okay. Bell, Oklahoma boy. Yeah. Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott. Okay. Those are the four. They're still in it. I think it's a one race deal. Yeah. So anyway. So um, if he wins, by the way, if he if Ross Chastain wins, great possibly the greatest sports Hail Mary. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I, I mean it has it's to be Doug, the, it yeah, has to be the in the Doug talk. Flutie. Has to be in the talk. It's the Frank Reich. Yeah, coming in coming off the thirty-five bench. to three or yeah. whatever it was, <laughs> Houston Oilers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. One guy didn't like it, and this is going to get me fired up because I don't, I don't dislike any driver in NASCAR. Yeah, I've never disliked a driver until now, until yeah. right now. Well, I, I can't say that I've disliked plenty of NASCAR drivers, but um, I've liked a bunch too, though. So anyway, Kyle Larson, not a friend of mine, um, not on my Christmas card list. Uh, his main quote that we should to start with is this is not a good look for our sport says the biggest hypocrite on the grid for nascar yeah what what was his other word he used he which he, other word so, and and there was i'm gonna get it wrong yeah but this is pretty close he gets interviewed the guy says what did you think about that move he goes Kyle what Larson, did you think about what that? did you think about it and the guy says, I think he said it was pretty cool. It's what he said. And he, he said, like, did it look cool to you? Yeah. Is that what it looked like? Because it's not a good look for our sport. Right. And it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing. That's the part that he lost me. Okay. Because, and I've, go got, for a, it. I've got a little mini rant and Do I have it on rant. my thing. And I'm not going to go long. I'm not going to go long. Do it. The fact that Kyle Larson, who did this same move in Darlington last year, almost the exact same move. He ran, but he ran into a car. Right. He hit someone. I'm not even going to talk about that, that he's a hypocrite for doing the same thing and then, and then throwing Ross under the bus. Because he couldn't pull it off. <laughs> Last year, no, two years ago, <clears throat> Kyle Larson um, kept the stereotype of the NASCAR good old boy that doesn't like diversity yeah. alive and well. Yeah. He kept that alive and well by saying a word that no one should ever say. And he said it with no problem in an online platform. Yeah. And he had zero compunction. The audacity, <laughs> the audacity to say that what Ross Chastain, I'm ticked off, what yeah. Ross Chastain <laughs> said was embarrassing. Don't take your Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson is an embarrassment to NASCAR, <laughs> to Hendrick Motorsports, and to every fan yeah. that likes NASCAR. They should be embarrassed that he's allowed to race. He should not be. I don't. I don't believe in cancel culture. I'm not woke. I'm not any of that crap. Right. Kyle Larson should not be on a racetrack. He doesn't deserve it. He was. Er, uh, mm, sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to rein We're it on in. The SPN. But here's the problem. I can deal with all of it. Yeah. But you don't get the platform to call somebody else embarrassing. Yes. You do not get to call somebody else embarrassing because what you did embarrassed the entire sport there's any, and the entire fan base. There's any number of drivers, any number of drivers besides Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch that could get out there and say, this is not a good look for our sport. And instead of getting mad, I would have been like, wonder why they think that. Yes. Right? Kyle Larson doesn't get that. Carl, yeah, he does not and get that courtesy. I'm a Kyle Busch fan. Yeah. Kyle Busch doesn't either. No. Because he would do whatever it takes to win. He would so have drove through cars to get to that. A hundred percent. He would have wrecked someone to try to get there. Yeah. I, don't, I think Kyle, or Kyle Busch from five, six, seven, eight years ago would have. I don't know if this year's would Yeah, have. I don't either. But I, and I can deal with this is not a good look for our sport. And you being yes. a hypocrite piece of crap. But you don't get to call him an embarrassment. Yeah. You don't. You just don't. Yeah, you're... You, you're you already cracked the seal on Dude, that. Dude, <laughs> you don't get to say that. And I hope to God that it's good somebody... To see Chad get fired up for one. <laughs> somebody would show this to Kyle Larson, because I would love for him to come on here and defend himself calling Ross Chastain embarrassment. Yeah. Because as far as I'm concerned, Kyle Larson should be I don't retired. Even, I got mad just how he treated the interview crew, man. They're just trying to get some feedback. And... Um, yeah, I know. My video's there gone. There goes the video. You're, now you're going to get me for the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, you just get chat. So Sorry. my feedback, or the feedback he gave to the, it was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. His there, behavior. You don't First off, you don't answer a question with a question. They're like, so what would you think of the Ross Chastain maneuver? Um, what did you think? Yeah. Well, I thought it looked cool. Did you? Did you think it looked cool? What did yeah. you think? 
Like, bro, who's asking the questions here? Just yeah. walk off. If you don't want to answer questions, you don't want to talk yeah. about it, cool. Bye. You know? No, no big deal. And and I God, there has to be other people out there that feel the same way we do. Yeah. Has to be people that are like, I cannot. And then maybe they don't know the story behind Carl Larson. And they're like, why, why are you guys so upset? Yeah. Look it up. Just look it up. Look up Kyle Larson and uh, see what comes up and why he wasn't. I didn't have a ride. Why he got his ride taken away from and, him. And you know, being an older racing fan too, and and you know, us like real sports fans, no matter what sport it is, jersey numbers, yeah, numbers mean a lot to us, right? Yep. And he's sporting a number that belonged to a driver. That was an upstanding individual. I mean, was he occasionally dirty? Absolutely, but that was a different time. Yep. And. For sure. Because um, that was uh, Labonte's, right? Yes. Terry's in the Cornflakes yes. car. Cornflakes car. Yeah. And so that always hurts. Anytime I see somebody disgrace a number that was worn and used with pride, you know, it drives me a little bit nuts up the wall. Yeah, I just, Which is a lot of my problem, by the way, in case you wanted to know, with Kyle Busch. What? In the 18. Oh, Bobby Labonte's yeah. car. Yeah. And you, you like the Texas Terry and Bobby Labonte from I Corpus did. Christi, Texas? I did. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so I I got my rant out. I wasn't going to do that. It's fine, man. We needed it. We, I mean, like I felt like I had some pent up frustration, and I really. What's funny is Jay sent me a text that said, "Are you?" And you know me. Yeah. You said, "If you're ready for your blood to boil, something along that yeah. lines, watch the Kyle Larson interview." And I watched it, and at first, I don't get mad about stuff, man. Like it takes a lot to get me mad. And at first, I was like, oh, I mean, okay, the dude's kind of a jerk, whatever. Yeah. And then I watched it again. And then I heard the embarrassing part. And, like, I couldn't even pick up my phone. I was so mad. Like, I mean, like, I was so – the audacity of that yeah. dude. I mean, like, anyway, whatever. I'm tired of talking about that turd. Okay. Um, what do we want to move into next? Believe it or not, we're going to move into Formula Un. Who covers Formula One around here? Right. We're a NASCAR podcast now. Who cares? Yeah. All right, Mexican GP. You know, real quick, before we start that, you sure. you alluded to that at the beginning of the podcast. But, you know, and I agreed to that whole thing where – you know, we were kind of kind of moved NASCAR out. But at the same time, a lot of me was like, you know what? I'm just going to – we're just going to report, and I think you're in agreement with me. Yeah. What we want to. We're a motorsports podcast. Yeah, it's a motorsports podcast. That's what it's supposed to be. So, you know, I don't mind running, then, running lead with this. This was the story this week. The story. And, and when, here's the deal. Until the corporate overlords are paying us a lot and telling yeah. us what to talk about – we talk about whatever the Hyundai we want Absolutely, to. man. And plus, you know, that one incident was a lot more fun than what we're about to talk about, yeah. which is the Mexican Grand Prix. Otherwise known as the most boring race ever. Which is weird because that's usually <laughs> one of my favorite races. Uh, here, And let me set the scene on this one because... God, you're the scene setter today. Yeah, I love this venue, bro. Yeah? You couldn't ask for a more gladiator-esque, you know... Uh, finishing up a lap in mexico you're going through the stadium and yeah, yeah you come you're coming into the stadium the crowd and i know the drivers don't hear that but when you're watching it it looks you can cool. hear it yeah yeah and i know when they do their victory lap their their cool down lap and they come back into the, the stadium goes nuts and nowhere else can they get that yeah um it's usually two high walls or they're out in the middle of nowhere you know coming around turns and whatnot but coming into a stadium and you know i think that's a cool venue um also it, it's did De La Muerte down in Mexico. De Los Muertos. Yes, whatever that is. And um, kind of, yeah, I know, man. I'm messing with you. And corresponding with Halloween, and that's a huge celebration down there. And then, of course, you got Checo Perez running with the top team on the grid. So, big chance of him at least getting a podium, right? Which he did, which is awesome. Right. So, begs the question why was the race so boring? Well, I'm going to tell you, Chad, I'm going to tell you why it was boring. Max Verstappen is right now the fastest and most talented driver on the grid with one of the best reaction times I've ever seen and the killer instinct to do what he's got to do. The problem with that is it's boring because he gets out and, you know, this is what I always watch for now. Anytime he gets out front, I'm like, I'm watching the gap. That's all I'm watching is the delta between him and him and whoever's in second. Yeah. And Lewis Hamilton did a, pardon the pun, lights-out job trying to keep that delta down. He he raced a really good race. Right, and he did. But by the end of the race, here we got Verstappen just running out there on vacation, 15 like a, seconds yeah. ahead, 15.6 or 7 seconds. You know, it's just one of those very uncommon things. that It doesn't happen a lot, and right. it doesn't mean it's going to keep happening. But you have the best car, best driver combination. Best car, best driver, best 
principal, best race engineer, best strategist, all happen to be at their peak performance. And the Lord of Darkness helmet, Marco, running it from the background. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you got you. It's, it's a Star the, Wars story. It's it a really perfect is. storm, man. They're yeah. they're the best team on the grid. And it's not close. I mean, it's just not it's close. It's not even funny. I mean, it's, you know, and I'd, I'd made up my mind going into that race that the only race I was really going to watch was McLaren Alpine. Yeah. Because that's the only. Can real- we talk about McLaren for a second? I know you have it in here yeah, somewhere. I do. First off, Danny Rick, the penalty was BS. And yeah. I know you have that on here. That yeah. penalty was ridiculous. It was crap. Now, I don't know if he was half a car length. I think some of that was his, but a 10-second penalty for that yeah. was bad. He had the gap. He got his nose in there. He got halfway up the car for his nose. He was further up than halfway because when he hit him, it was right behind the front tire. It was right behind the front. I'm saying that it possibly could have been, but it definitely wasn't a 10 Not to mention, he was holding his line. It literally, this time, I hate to be a George Russell on this. Yeah. Yuki made the cut. Oh, uh, Yuki was wide. Yeah. Uh, Danny Rick saw the hole, went in, and and he closed down on top of him. 100%. Yeah. It's, It's clear as day. You can see it. I was shocked the FIA rolled against Danny Rick. Um, but, man, he drove the wheels off that thing after, didn't he? Man, yeah, That was with Danny Rick's one of his best races of the year. Yeah, he came in P7, which yep. he didn't deserve to be there. So, that's just him. That wasn't the car. Yeah, because where was Lando? Uh, I think nine. So, they were, I mean, yeah, he he outdrove the car. Yeah. Yeah. And even with a 10-second penalty made that. And even, dude, oh, here's the other thing. He ran 45 laps on medium compound tires. Which is normally what? 30 tops. Two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, at one point, he was way up. I think he was in fifth or sixth. And Lando was in 12th. And then they pitted Lando. That's why he ended up so far behind Danny. And then two laps later, I think they pitted Danny. And then they had basically flip-flopped. Lando had worked his way up. Then Danny gets the, the penalty then he shoots right back up through the field, man. He races like his yeah. hair's on fire. Yeah, so unbelievable. Um, that part was great. Yeah, the broadcast team, though, just completely – and they took the, the day off too, man. They uh, they didn't really talk about the Danny thing. Chad's laughing right now because I got salty. <laughs> you just added all this stuff and I didn't see it. Yeah, I, so, so <laughs> That's Chad – fantastic. Chad, put on, he put on, on the rundown – what happened to Ferrari? Never in contention, and that got me so salty that I so, said, first off, on, you didn't capitalize Ferrari." For, so, give me a second. Let me why I put it on here. Okay. So, I've told you, I've told everybody, all of our listeners, I got a lot of kids. We have a lot of stuff going on. It's Halloween weekend, right? You, I, there was no time for me to sit and watch the race. It just didn't happen. So I watched the race recap, the thirty-minute highlight, and then I watched the the ten best inboard in-car things. So, they didn't talk. There was no Ferrari talk. Right. On my 30-minute race highlight, everybody talked about a boring race. We were looking for highlights. Zero. Zero Ferrari highlights for the entire 30 minutes. None. Then I look at the, they're, they're in fifth and sixth. Now, I get it, man. Fifth and sixth, it's a good race. Totally fine. Fifth and sixth is a good race if you're McLaren. Right. It's not a good race if you're Ferrari. Especially this year. Ferrari has been better for most of the year than Mercedes. And both Mercedes finished ahead of them. I don't understand. Like, we talked about this. I felt like I get the Ferrari hate on here sometimes. Yeah. Like, I know that people listen, probably think I don't like Ferrari. We've talked about, like, for them next year, they need as much momentum and as much going well, finishing up the year, going into winter uh, uh, testing, and then going into Bahrain. We need as much good. You can't run fifth and sixth. Okay, so. But I also don't know what's going on. I mean. And some of this is, is guesstimation. And for the record, I don't think you are you have a hate Ferrari. And I think I've been pretty clear that I've been pretty hard on them this year. And they're my favorite team. <clears throat> Not my favorite two drivers, but my favorite team. So a couple things are going on. One, it's no different than a pro football team that has no chance or has has buys all the way through the last round of the playoff, yeah. putting in third string people. So it's no different with Formula One in a lot of ways. Plus you got to understand the Ferrari mentality. They don't they're not going to go after something that's impossible. Okay. So it's impossible for them to win a championship this year. It's not impossible for them to win one next year. Okay. So you're not going to get a huge chassis redesign this year. We're probably not going to see that till 2025. 
2026. So why not take this time? They also knew after practicing qualifying that the two fastest teams on the grid were Red Bull and Mercedes, not Red Bull Ferrari. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Leclerc was happy. I think Leclerc is in your in your on your side of the court as far as this Which goes. He should be. I think. Yeah. And and the all drivers should be. But I think at some point Bonotto and that team's got to go. Okay. Let's do some diagnostics. Let's use this race for diagnostics. It's got some straights. It's got a couple hard breaking turns. It's got a chicane. It's got a sweeper section. This is a really good track to do some practice during a race. Yeah. In race conditions. And I don't know if that's true. But if it were me, that's what I'd be doing. I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, you. I feel like how many times have been the Detroit Lions? I'm going to use them. Sorry, Dane. Oh, yeah, you at, don't have to break my heart with that, man, all the years with Barry. At the end of the year, I mean, when when you're out of playoff contention. <clears throat> yeah. And you always hear, like, well, you don't want to win because you got the playoff, you got the draft or blah, 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 blah. You don't want to risk hurting but you somebody. you still want to go into the offseason on a high note. Yeah. I just feel weird. Like, I, I don't know. And maybe they maybe, – I didn't watch practice and qualifying. Maybe they were the third strongest <clears throat> team, and that's just where they were going to be. It just looked real – I mean, like, I'm – yeah. I wasn't trying to bag on Ferrari. It just looked really weird to have them not even be talked about. And that entire 30-minute highlight video, for them not to be even discussed, was odd. Yeah. And it made me feel like, like I mean, they were just were no part of this race. I mean, it was just, hey, we're going to run around fifth and sixth, and cool. I don't know. It was just weird. And, I, and, and that was not supposed to be a shot at you or Ferrari, oh, yeah. even though I got... Six different things on how bad Red Bull. Yeah, is I blew here. up his his rundown with some salt comments. Cause, and that's fun. Um, and which they're funny because you know, first off, I started off with what's going on with Red Bull not following rules. Well, I started off. Can we go with what I started? Yeah, off with? go for it. Do it. Because I, I actually wanted no. Let's do your funny stuff. I mean, because you did bring Danny Rick, which is at the bottom. You did bring him yeah. all the way up to no, the no, no. Do do now, whatever. No, buddy. no. Do, <laughs> you know, do, do your funny stuff, and then I'll ask the real question. <clears throat> okay, so. As we know, also, the FIA came out with their um, budget violations yeah. things. And I know everybody on the Internet saying, oh, Red Bull's getting penalized because they paid too much for sandwiches. Which is false. It's, it's absolutely just, false. That's not even the big thing. Yeah, let's just, we just categorized although, it as sandwiches. Although it's at okay. $1.6 million overage on catering, I'm wondering what's on these sandwiches. I'm pretty stoked out. So, but the big deal was that they were taking parts off of their driving cars and putting them, moving them to show cars that they use for shows and promos. Um, not illegal. That's fine. But you have to report the value of those those parts. And they're saying that Red Bull devalued those too far. So they took a $1 million part, put it on a car, and called it a $500,000 yes. part. Why does that matter? Because they are held to a very strict, this is what you can spend. So you add it, and there's so a lot. So if to you it, take man. that there's million the taxes dollars off, on the parts, and then there's the the whole bit. So you're saying, like, if they take this million dollar part and they devalue it into five hundred thousand, that just opened up five hundred thousand dollars for me to spend. Yes. Okay. But it didn't, right? So yeah. it's like I got hey, you. we're saying that it's the Superman three slash office space theory. Hey, we're just taking, we're not really stealing anything. We're just taking fractions of a penny. Yeah. So how's that not stealing again? <laughs> so, <laughs> Explain to me how that's not stealing again. Yeah. So anyway. Um, they got in trouble for that, to which they were they were given a, a penalty and then they were given a forced 10% reduction of wind tunnel usage for next year, which I'm guessing an FIA guy's got to just camp out at Red Bull's headquarters. To know when year. they use it not. Right, but Horner, talking about salty, Horner gets salty in an interview when they're like, so, you know, what do you think of this 10% reduction in wind tunnel usage? And he said... And I quote, sort of, he said, you can burn the beep beeper down. I don't think it would really matter. Tells them they're feeling pretty good about next I year. Mean, that was a savage line. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I must, don't think he's wrong. <laughs> they must feel real good about their yeah. car next year. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, that's what he said. Um, and then I actually mimicked your line about Ferrari with Perez. Yeah. I was really hoping he would be in second. I did too. And I'm glad he got the podium and you'd have thought he won the race by the celebration at yeah. the end, but, um, it was good to see him get on the podium in his home race because two years ago he was DNF. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So and that last year he got third too, right? Yeah. 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 So. Okay. So my real question with Red Bull, 
What's going on with him in Sky Sports? Because I know Verstappen said he wasn't going to answer any questions, wasn't going to mess with them. Christian Horner said, I'm not answering any questions from Sky Sports. And I, I contributed zero band. I saw that in my feed uh, on my phone that pops up on my yeah. notifications. And I, and I wanted to look, and I just didn't have the bandwidth this week it. to look at it. And so I looked it up, and, and, and Verstappen, here's the deal, but I, I thought there, there has to be more to this. Right. So Verstappen asked, they asked Verstappen why, why no interviews. Okay. And he just said, over the course of the year, you know, they keep disrespecting us and keep doing this and keep doing that, and I'm just, I've, enough's enough. Basically said they're not professional. They keep on our case about everything, and we're just done. Like, I'm just not answering any more questions. I get that. That's fine. I do, too. I just don't know what happened. I don't either. Did he not get specific? He didn't get specific with anything. and I, So, I need that's, to I need to dump back in and see. That's one thing I do like about Max. He he didn't throw anybody in the bus. No, and he, he doesn't just, do that. He backs his team. And, yeah. you know, two years ago, that wouldn't have been Max Verstappen. He'd have been going nuts. Yeah. I, remember, I think he is. I don't know. He's got the killer instinct. Yeah, now, I remember him sitting in that post-race interview saying, you know, I don't like these kind of questions. If I get any more of these questions, I'm going to headbutt somebody. Yeah. You know, that was two years ago. Yeah, so. this was just very calm, cool. Yeah. Hey, they're not professional. I don't think they're treating us correctly. So and that's we're just all he has talk. to say. I mean, yeah. he, he that's all Kyle Larson that. had to say. Yeah. If Kyle Larson could have taken a page out of Max Verstappen's book. Yeah, he's not on that same level, man. They're not even close. Nope. Broadcast team completely missing the call. What did they miss? Um, you know, I just, they didn't have a whole lot to highlight this weekend. And the things they could have, they missed it. Yeah. You know, they didn't talk about Sebastian Vettel's carrying on still with the, you know, a substandard car still trying to rip around the track or, or Alonzo before you had a little tech problem doing his thing or Danny Rick. They mentioned Danny Rick about the 44 laps on the tires, but you didn't hear anything about what he did after a 10 second penalty till almost halfway through the week. So yeah. it really bugged me. Um, just bad, bad. It was, it was just badly covered, which is crazy. Cause they're, I mean, for, they're yeah. usually pretty good. And, you know, they drew so much attention to themselves this past weekend because they did this whole, hey, we're in Mexico, we're going to do this 60s, 70s, 80s theme, and um, Buxton was wearing some kind of ridiculous admiral's coat that I'm looked like Buxton. something Freddie Mercury would award a, at a Queen concert in the 70s. But Okay. Um, and That's then afterwards good. he's, you know, sweating bullets because it's 158 degrees out there and he was wearing a wool coat. Uh, anyway... But then they just – I felt like they blew the call this weekend, and I think that team is great. There's some people in there I don't really enjoy, but, you know, it just really bugged me because they normally do a standout job, and they just didn't. So, anyway, it's pretty bad when I would have rather seen uh, Nico Rosberg and Jensen Button do it. So Yeah. So what's the – okay, this may be in the discussion topic. I don't know, but it says the booze Hamilton received. Did he get booed at so, podium? They, he got booed. You know how they do the three podium post-race interviews before they actually do the podium or whatever? Yeah. And so they call – they did it in reverse order this time. They interviewed Max first. And then they call Hamilton up, and he's like – I mean, he literally starts out with – he goes, first off, I just want to thank this crowd. And then they just – and he's like, even though I'm getting quite a lot of booze, I really enjoy this venue and – you know, I mean, gonna, is it just because he's racing against Checo and they, they love Checo, so they hate everyone else? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, that might have been part of it. But here's the thing, and, you know, my record's clear on the fact that I'm not a huge Lewis Hamilton fan. Um, I've kind of found myself rooting for him a little bit this year because I like the new humble Hamilton. Yeah, right? humble but, Hamilton. That's a good nickname. Um, yeah, just, just, just copyrighted that. Off the top of your head. Right off. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, none of these guys deserve to get booed. I agree. Maybe good Latifi. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, boo- I still wouldn't boo him, dude. He's better than me. I don't boo football teams very rarely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, Texas or something. But, yeah, it's weird to boo a guy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. Unless you're just that much into it, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, here's my deal. You bought the ticket. Don't be unruly. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. If you want to boo, boo, I guess. Um, disrespectful. It is disrespectful. I agree. The fan experience. That brings us to our discussion topic, Jay. It does. So... Some things came out of the F1 paddock this week. Um, Pierre Gasly, um, in an interview, was talking about how now at the two most recent races, Circuit of the Americas and Mexico, he's come back into the paddock after a practice session or whatever to find his personal bag, personal effects bag open. And nobody else was in there. Um, He's found his passport open. Somebody had flipped through his passport. Um and then he was talking about 
there's literally no security. So these people that have paddock passes, they're allowed to go to the paddocks of the teams that they have a paddock pass for. So if you have a Red Bull one, you can go inside the Red Bull paddock. Right, you but can you go- can't walk down to Haas and just walk in and get an espresso. <laughs> okay. Right? So, and he said, dude, there's literally no security at these things. They see your pass, your lanyard, and that's it. No big deal. It's no, no big heavy dude with a badge or anything standing there. And so, you know, and he was like, I try to entertain the fans as most, much as possible. But he said, lately, I just feel like hanging out in the hospitality tent because he's like, you guys got to realize we need time before a race to get ready mentally and physically. And he, he said, I've got people that just like walk up to me in the weirdest spots that they really shouldn't be in. Uh, I've, he's come out of his room and found people in the hallway. Um, and he's not the only driver and I referenced Lando's comments and I put his on here cause his got me a little fired up sort of like Kyle Larson got yours fired up. Cause Lando, he said a lot of the stuff that Gasly said and I was like, okay, that's fine. I understand where you're coming from. But then he said, these people, these people should consider it a privilege. They get to see us at all. Okay. Yeah, that's a little. I, I mean, dude, I, Ooh, I, that one kind of sticks in your crawl. I was like, I was like that cop that drank the bottle of because pee on Dumb and Dumb. Yeah, the, these people are the the ones that kind of pay you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if they're not going to watch the race and seeing it on TV, yeah. then 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 you don't get the money, bro. And I'm already not a huge Lando fan, but that pretty much that sealed it right there. I'm like, yeah. first off, these people. Yeah. Yeah, it might as well have said, you know, peasants should consider it a privilege they get to see us at all. I'm shocked that went kind of un- unnoticed. It did. And even after the article, it went kind of unnoticed. Nobody's really said anything. I was looking on for responses to the to the article and nobody. So, and here's my thing. There's a lot of people, you know, your standard middle-class working stiff out there is going to be like, well, these guys make $100 million a year, whether that's true or not, so they should just deal with it. And I do disagree with that because they're still working people. It's technically our fault that they're making that much money. For sure. For one. And they do still, they're still human beings. And unless they've done anything illegal, they have the right to privacy and all the same things that we enjoy as not peasants, or as peasants. Yeah. So, um, so I, I I agree. I don't think people should be allowed in there at all. So I think there should be like a, a VIP area for people that paid extra to, for the experience, and they go sit in there, and if a driver wanders in, he wanders in. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So I told you before, I kind of have a unique experience here, and not – I mean, I'm not trying to like – so working with Will, we, we've been part of his broadcast team before. Yeah. And so we have broadcast passes so you can go down on pit road during the race um there's not a lot of people down there it's just media yeah so it's not it's not bad pre-race is kind of crazy but you don't see any of the drivers or the the, you know the crews in there working but you're kind of you can't get close to them yeah you cannot go where the drivers are at all like that's not happening you can go to the little broadcast area but you're not going to where the drivers are so that's weird to me that they're letting fans and just anybody who buys a VIP experience to just walk around wherever they're at. Right. Um, during the race, it is, I, I've been back there during the race, you know, and it is tough. Like there's, like I said, not a whole lot of people there, but there, there is some, you know, it's not packed and, and, but you know, they're trying to move tires back and forth. And in one race, it was uh, Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Chad Canales. I think I might've been with Mike. I'm not a hundred percent sure. He jumped off the pit stop pit box had to go somewhere and takes off running down pit road right in front. I mean, like we had to move out of his way. Yeah. And you know, I mean like in the moment I thought, man, this guy's trying to do his job. You know, I wouldn't want somebody standing in my way while I'm trying to do my job. Right. You know, like, so I get it, man. I, I want the fan experience to be amazing. I want things to be awesome and people, cause I would love to get a paddock pass and go around there and walk around. Oh, absolutely. But driver safety has to be driver and team safety has to be paramount and they have to have somewhere. I can't believe they let people in their paddocks. Yeah. Like where those drivers are. It seems like that should be closed off the team only. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I've got a little bit there as somebody that's been down there in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and I've I had, feel like it, you need a little bit more restricted access. Not as media, but I've been, I've had infield and pit lane passes yeah. uh, at Daytona and Darlington, 
And so I know what you're talking about, although I feel like, and having done that, I mean, I feel like F1 and watch the F, you know, when you watch the F1 post-race show, because they put the post-race show like at the start of the, the paddock alley, right? Yep. And you you can't even see the, the concrete. I mean, there's, there's so 100,000 people. people in the lane. It it does, like, an F1 grid at the beginning blows my mind, too. Oh, man. And then 30 seconds, it's empty before well, it's, the race. It's just really weird to me that they let all those people out there around those yeah. cars. Like, don't get me wrong, NASCAR, I've been out there, we've walked around the cars, but there's no drivers next to them. There's no team members next to them. They're not letting you go up and, like, get that close. Right. Just kind of, it's just odd to me. Yeah. It's just odd to me. Well, it's, um, it's Europe and Asia. And yeah, I guess so, man. Okay, so the fans in the stands was your next topic in here, and the great orange. <clears throat> yeah, we had the anytime, of course, Belgium and Austria. Um, you had the, the Verstappen nation out in full force, and they always pop that orange smoke. And I remember watching it on F1 TV, and the whole cloud just kind of went across the track during the formation lap. And I was like, man, that can't be good. It's kind of dangerous. Right. It seems like it would be dangerous anyway. And then somebody threw one of those grenades onto the track. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, and I think they found out it was like a security dude. It was a security dude. He walks down the stairs and chunks it. Yeah. So, you know, that's just another piece of the whole fan bit where, you know, I think they need to be careful, you know, what they're doing. And there's a certain, there's an inherent responsibility of, of behavior, I think, that, that fans, and it's getting a little bit out of control, I think. I think so, too. So I think um, fans across all sports, and I know yeah. people listening to this probably don't want to hear that, but fans across all sports are getting a little crazy. I mean, I I have to think before I take my kids to, like, a cow. we're going to Cowboys games in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I know they're going to hear things they don't need to hear. I yeah. know... They're going to have to deal with people they shouldn't have to oh, deal with. Especially an American football game, dude. Yeah, it's, it's as bad as it gets. Yeah. You know, an NFL game. College isn't so bad. A pro football game. Well, I guess college at OU is not that bad. Well, college, when you're a student in the student section. Pretty rough. I can remember some of the things that came out of my own mouth. Yeah. And I'm not proud of those things. And it wouldn't be something I'd want my mom to hear. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Um, But, you know, yeah, it can get bad. So... All right. Do we have any? Hold on. Wait. What's the ham incident in Mexico? Well, that's the booze. Oh, the booze. We, okay. And we kind of already references yeah. it. I already referenced it. But here's my thing. These guys are the top half percent of motorsports performers in the world. Yep. It isn't coming upon us to understand the gravity of that. I think, and I think we should set the bar a little higher. So oh. anyway. And you wouldn't have Max Verstappen without Lewis Hamilton. No. And, and you wouldn't have Lewis Hamilton without Schumacher. And you wouldn't have Schumacher without Ayrton Senna. And all, you know, it all builds on itself. So. What is the saying? Standing on the shoulder of giants? Yeah. You know? It's like the reason I don't absolutely hate the Yankees. I'm a Red Sox fan. But there is no Red Sox-Yankees rivalry without the Yankees. So I can't hate them. Yeah, I can't I mean, want them not to play. Right. I want to be able to beat them. Right. Every time. So, anyway. Any news from the paddock before we go to podiums and bat markers? We don't. There's still there's still all kinds of scuttlebutt about you got people fake news on Twitter constantly about Danny Rick's not off the grid in 2023. I saw that today, but I don't know what it is. uh, That he's definitely going to do reserve driver for somebody. And, you know, so people still talking about E series, but I don't think that's happening either. Um, uh, everybody seems to think Logan Sargent's got the Williams seat on lock with Latifi leaving. And it's old news, but obviously Gasly is going to be Alpine. at Alpine next year. So you got the French. This is going to be weird, though. You got the French team with two French drivers. Yeah, next the French year. connection. Yeah. I like call it. it that, man. They should call Dangerous it that. Dangerous liaisons. Yeah, I like yeah. it. So speaking of Alpine, just real quick, we only got a few minutes left. Uh, if you follow us on Twitch, we started our dual career yesterday. at Alpine. With Alpine, yeah, which it was a cool car. I had a little mishap. Jay got the win. I came in second. It was a good race, a lot of fun. Uh, so if you get a chance, you want to check it out, we'll be on there. I don't know when we're going to be on there. We probably don't really have a schedule, but we'll yeah. we'll be on there when we can. Just watch for our little live icons. All right, um, man. Yeah, we got to do one. podiums. All right, Jay, you want to go first? You want yeah, me to? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. So number three is going to be Checo Perez because he got number three at Mexico, and good for him. Podium at his home race. Number two, Danny Rick for 
not just laying back the last few races of the of the year. He's still playing it strong and letting everybody know why he should be on the grid next year. Should be on the grid. And number one goes to the watermelon man, Ross Chastain. I think there's no argument there. Uh, the most unbelievable motorsports move probably this year for sure. Um, so mine, number three, Lewis Hamilton. Why Lewis Hamilton? Because he just keeps stacking up podiums. Yeah. Keeps stacking up those podiums, man. He raced a good race. Number two, NASCAR. Why? Because everybody is talking about NASCAR for the first time all year. Yeah, absolutely. You're not you, wrong. It, no, none of those drivers need to be mad right now because you just got a big bump because everyone's talking about NASCAR. Number one, the reason they're all talking about NASCAR, the watermelon man himself, Mr. Ross Chastain. Yeah. And two backmarkers, Jay. So my backmarkers are Max Verstappen. Um, and I'm going to reference the movie Gladiator when his Gladiator instructor looked at him and said, I wasn't the greatest because I killed quickly. I was the greatest because I entertained the crowd. Max Verstappen's not entertaining the crowd. Yeah. He's not doing the, he could have backed off. Entertained? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Max Verstappen, watch that movie. It's running on Netflix right next to your show. So oh, there you go. Um, Kyle, the crowd baby Larson comes in second for me or Kyle, the hypocrite Larson or Kyle, what are you thinking? Larson or Kyle, you're in a, not a good look for our sport. Larson. Uh, and number one, the fans at Mexico, you can't cheer one guy and absolutely just act like the other guy was terrible. So, you know, I had a real problem with that this week, and I, it just it caught me wrong. Um, number three, candy corn. It's Halloween, <laughs> and who likes candy corn? Number two, the Mexican GP, just because it was boring. And number one, the five-car driver that should not be named, Mr. Hypocrite himself. Lord Voldemort. I hope Hendrix fires you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Jay, where, where should they listen to us at? What should they do? Um, so you did you a good job catch, last week. Yeah, and I'm not ready for it this week. You can catch Chad and myself on Twitch at uh, ChadH610 and GMJ729. Catch us both on Twitter. Chad's still ChadH610. And I'm JNeil729. You can catch us on YouTube somewhere. On Discord, we're at FuelPod. Uh, YouTube, I think we're just FuelPod or Fuel yeah. Podcast. For some reason, it's not live right now, but yeah. we'll have this video up somewhat. I'm going to call YouTube, even though, give him a piece of my mind. Even though it's not going to have Jay in it for half of it. Yeah, no joke. So at the very end, Jay put a reference on here. Jay, do you want to tell me what that reference is? You talking about the Dumb and Dumber one? Yeah, this one. Oh, that's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> okay, just calm down. And that is the Fuel Pod. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Night.